You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the Command Sharia. Today, let's talk about how in reality, not the fictional world, in reality, heroes wisely opt for flight over fight. Uh, this is, uh, we're kind of building on uh, the, the premise from our book, The No Second Chance uh, volume, and also our three volume of the uh, Street Self-Defense series. If you want the, the uh, tactical, if you want more in the weeds version of it, have a look at the book, No Second Chance. And if you want more of our hands on, here's how we do what we're talking about. Take a look at those three volumes there, of the three volumes of three defense system, which culminates in the Outer Limits drills. Uh, but to get down to what we're talking about today, the brass tacks, if you want to be a hero and help others facing a violent predator, the advice is then to run away. For example, you and a friend, you're walking down the street, suddenly confronted by a gun-wielding assailant. Well, what do you do to help them? Do you wrestle the weapon from the attacker? Do some cool Steven Seagal move? Do you leap in front of your friend, shielding them with your own body like a Secret Service agent? No, you simply run away. You are attending a lecture in an auditorium or an outdoor concert in Las Vegas. No disrespect intended. It's given the example. Suddenly, shots are fired. Do you stop to formulate a plan with the other attendees uh, on how to best gang up on the attacker? Or do you hide behind a row of seats? Again, no. You run. If the behavior I'm describing strikes you as not quite heroic, please consider the herd mentality of human beings. Now, again, we're not talking about the individual here. I'm telling you how to do best help your, both yourself and everyone around you in ways that you can't do in single combat. Human beings are social animals. And though we like to think of ourselves as individuals, in certain situations, we behave as a single entity. Studies of crowds, mobs show that individuals in certain circumstances begin to behave as one, begin to move en masse to uh, emulate the behavior of those in their immediate dis, uh, proximity. During a threatening situation, if no single individual makes a move to escape, then the herd will remain complacent and confused. The herd will freeze, caught in no man's land between fight and flight. We can see this sometimes, that brief anticipatory emotion of a uh, uh, herd of springbok in the Ser Serengeti. Something is spotted, heard, or smell, uh, a, a waft is caught up on the wind. There's kind of a general freezing, looking around, pondering, but it's not until you see a single sentinel... Each herd has them. Sentinel makes the move. Then they all make the move, moving along with that sentinel animal. If one individual in a threatening situation makes a movement towards escape, the herd begins to ripple with like-minded activity. Studies of crowds, mobs, and relatively confined areas that have to react to a threat of some sort, uh, that could be fire, sniper attack, seismic tremor, etc., show that there is an initial freeze. That's just simply what we do. It's an evaluations area. But as soon as a single individual begins to move, Others follow suit, more often than not, following the individual who made the initial move. Again, we can go back to our springbok, or we can think about bird plows. The bird plow is if you think about you've seen birds and uh, trees before, and all of a sudden they all take off in one group. The first bird that moves is the, the front of that bird plow. That bird will move high and up. The remaining birds will be either directly behind it or just below it because they're keeping their eye on the, the sentinel bird, and that bird is leaving the bird plow, letting them know the area of safety. That bird, the sentinel bird, the lead of the bird, 
forward plow is moving them away from what it has spotted as being the danger. Now, you, as the hero who are fleeing, are behaving as this uh, first moving springbok or as the, the lead bird in this bird plow. If the crowd is in a confined environment and unable to flee, there is a general freezing unless or until a single individual makes a move to fight back. So, yes, sometimes whenever we can't flee, we must react and respond. But again, an individual, perhaps, perhaps you, has to choose to do it. Uh, in 1993, Colin Ferguson opened fire inside the car of a Long Island train, killing five and wounding 17. Reports indicate that there was a general freezing making target acquisition for the shooter all the easier until one passenger made a move to bring Ferguson down. As soon as one made the move, others joined in. Again, heroic. That's because this was a confined area. The same sentinel, the same leader of the bird plow, if there were exits, if made a move towards the exit, could have done the same thing about saving and helping lives. So the decision to do something can lead the others uh, to the best choices. And more often than not, though, if there are exits, fleeing is going to be the best option against overwhelming or unknown odds. We have to accept the fact that humans can behave remarkably like sheep, as fashions, fads, and trends indicate in benign areas. This attribute in threat situations can either be deadly or of utmost value depending on how you utilize it. You must be the individual that decides beforehand that you will not be the frozen sheep or the proverbial deer in the headlights. You must decide that if there is an exit, you will find it. If there are no exits, you must decide ahead of time that you will lead the herd to the attacker to halt the mayhem. Again, it's going to be flight over fight, when if all possible. I mean, it's so many of the Plains uh, tribes, whether it be Comanche, the Apache, well, then you'll fight. Not today. It's too, the odds are too great. Take off. You want to preserve the organism, preserve the system. By all means, all means, you've got to discuss your run first, ask questions later policy with your loved ones beforehand. I mean, right now, if possible, let them know that uh, the, sa the same is expected of them in dire circumstances. I mean, that's, it's tough to think about you have to run if you're wondering, I'm hoping everyone I love is with me. But usually your actions will help instigate and move. Now, some people remain more frozen uh, than others, but it does help if you've had a discussion ahead of time with those that you love and value and are with you, let you know, we're all going to run if some, some shit goes down, right? Now, let them know the same is expected to them in dire circumstances. Once everyone is the same page, the decision to flee is all the easier. If members of your family are too young or infirm to run, decide beforehand who has the responsibility to assist them. Don't wait for the day of an attack for this decision. Do it now. It's an easy conversation to have, but wondering if you've left a loved one behind will cause you to vacillate in indecision and keep you in that freeze mode much longer. You must trust the human capacity for like behavior and show them how to save themselves by running wherever and whenever possible and fighting back if escape is not an option. Again, if running strikes you as particularly coward, let me, let me, let me ask you this. Let's suppose you enter a convenience store for a gallon of milk. You, you find yourself inside with a clerk and four other customers. An armed assailant enters the store. Are you best fighting the assailant to save the others inside the store, deftly putting your life at risk? Or would it not be wiser to flee and spur the others to do likewise? And if the others don't take your cue or are unable to flee, your behavior will be the heroic one in that you will now be the only individual able to dial 911 and muster professional help to provide realist assistance for those who did not or could not take your cue. 
The nature of human beings is conformity. That's just a fact. You must learn to accept this fact and then override it just enough to be willing to throw out your fiction-based assumptions of what heroism is and provide an example of true heroism. Be the good gazelle. Be the lead bird in that bird plow. Show the herd how to get away from the lion, how to get away from the winter's hawk. Again, this is somewhat excerpted from our material on the No Second Chance. Again, you can have a look at for the manual for more of the uh, mindset behind it and the street defense program. Those three volumes uh, will take you more of the tactics. But failing that, what all you need to really take out of this is think about these things ahead of time. Let's not fall into some John Wick response uh, fictions. Know that run away, run away if at all possible, and you want to be your best heroic self. You've got to be. You've got to act. And there is fight over flight. Flight, if that option is available and on the table, do it. We're not talking sportive aspects. We're talking reality. So take care of yourself, crew. Have a good one. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, extremeselfprotection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages if you like music. Mm-hmm.